Hello everyone, it's me. I was hoping this wouldn't happen at the beginning of our second episode. We had a bit of a technical issue recording this episode and we didn't discover it until I sat down to edit it. Basically, Mandy's audio is a little distant, a little quiet. I've done the best I could to kind of uh, rebalance it in the edit, uh, but she does sound, she'll sound a little echoey. You will be able to hear her, you will be able to understand what she's saying. I've gone through the episode a few times to try to balance us out. It's not ideal, but we didn't want to not put out an episode or have to re-record it, so here it is. It should only be this episode, it might be the next episode as well because we did record these in batches, but it won't be an issue from episode four onwards. I apologize, I feel awful, we just launched this thing and we've already cocked it up a little bit, but hopefully you'll still enjoy it. I think, I just finished editing it, I think it's a really interesting, really fun, uh, discussion that we've had. Anyway, here it is, episode two of Out on Her Fanny. Hello and welcome to Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I'm Ben. And I'm Mandy. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just, it's just hit me just how physically exhausted I am, at just as a, just functionally. As anyone who's wondering, because we do record these ahead of times, uh, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, I, well, I woke up this morning, ba-da-da-da-dum, and my hip just hurt, ba-da-da-da-dum, and hasn't really stopped hurting pretty much since... Before I got out of bed. Yes. But that's just that's just one of the many delightful quirks of of living with a, a a fun chronic illness. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm great. I could do a dance. Uh, okay. Yes, I'm doing a wonderful dance right now. Doing what? It's very good. I'm loving the footwork. Great yeah, footwork. It's great. I, the backflip seemed unnecessary. No, I actually think I'm going to do some extra back. Woo! Yeah, back! Woo! Oh. Woo! Uh, oh no! Oh, she fell! Oh no! Oh, that that, that oh, no. break looks really bad. I think the bone is sticking out. Th- do you need me to call an ambulance or do you want to record the... No, I'll stick it back in. Slurp. Slurp. <laughs> it's a dumb way to start. What are we actually doing? We well, This is a podcast in which we are watching the, uh, the sitcom The Nanny, which is currently available to stream on HBO Max or you can buy the DVDs from Shout Factory. Yes, we're not sponsored by either of those. No, <laughs> but we want you to be able to watch the show so you can watch it with us, and it's, yeah. it's better to do that. It's not like, if we're, not, if we're doing a Star Trek podcast, that's on everything. Yes. The Nanny is not. Uh, so, this is the second episode. Do you yes. know what the second episode is called? Uh, what is the second episode called? It's called Smoke Gets In Your Lies. So, uh, do you, would you like to talk about it? Yes. Alright, let's do that. So starts off, Fran is introducing uh, her friend Val, who we met briefly in the previous episode, to see the whole household. Which has been massively remodeled in the the two weeks (laughs) since Fran has started. We talked about this a little bit, about how the set design in the pilot differed a little bit. The doors on the other side. But other than that, makeup is different as well like like Val's hair is longer and curlier than it was in, yeah. the, in the previous episode I mean, which I imagine because it's been months since the pilot got yeah the kids uh, have I, one thing I did notice is Gracie Gracie had a gap in her teeth in the first episode and that her entire mouth situation seems to have changed in mm-hmm. the she might have got a flipper it's entirely possible that she has been befriended by a dolphin what are you talking about you don't know what a flipper 
Toddlers? No, what is oh, that? Oh, I guess you've never watched Toddlers and Tiaras. That's, um, it's like a little, like, fake tooth thing. Um, it's basically like braces, but then it just has, like, a little fake tooth. And so they use it particularly for, uh, kids who, like, they're growing in their teeth. You lose a tooth, mm. they put a fake one in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's basically just, like, a little, like, retainer. Interesting. The tooth. Well, in um, that case, my mom had flippers. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Fran comes and she's bragging about what a great job she is doing with everything. There's a lot of, they talk about like Jackie O and this episode just like throughout it has a lot so of many. contemporary of the time yeah. refer referential humor, which I got none of it. None of it. But uh, yeah, the Kennedys are referenced. The, the Clintons, Clintons are referenced. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ones that I literally, I would not even be able to give you a Starting yeah. point because this show, when the show aired, I was one year old. You were one. You were a baby. Yes, a, a baby watching the nanny. I was not watching. I don't know. Maybe it was watching the nanny. Maybe my mom is listening. Come let me know. I don't think she ever watched the nanny. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna listen to a podcast. So anyway, she's bragging about like she's doing a great job with the kids, and then the kids immediately come home and they're all screaming at each they're other. Screaming at each other. Shut up, Brighton. You shut up. You're giving me a nervous breakdown. You see. <laughs> they never communicated and then uh brighton is talking about what a bad bad boy he is yeah he's a real real bad boy and uh, fran val laugh and laugh it off and they're like you're not a bad kid like we we grew oh, up with bad kids we, yeah we knew bad kids and then spend what feels like eight calendar years talking about smoking yeah the, and smoking I mean, tricks about, like the coolest kid that they knew where it was always like a, like a cool smoker and do like do dope stuff. vape trips. Yeah, you just do the the nineties version of vape tricks. Yeah, which is just cigarette tricks. <laughs> but Lenny was bad and tough. The kid had a smoker's cough in the fourth grade. <laughs> really? Oh, he could blow smoke rings out of his nose. Either nostril. I keep picturing the mask where he blows the the, the heart and then like snorts through his nose and arrow going through it. That's what I imagine that these kids did. Yeah, but they're doing that thing of, uh, I mentioned in the previous episode about how Fran's relationship with the children, because she's so different from everyone, is kind of what they need in this time. Mm. This episode is mostly about uh, the things that she kind of is lacking in, uh, partly a a filter of yes. like maybe don't talk to children about how cool it is to do drugs yeah that's probably not <laughs> how you want to start off your nannying career yeah I and mean, like it's not something that you think about because you're just hanging out with their friend of like yeah that was like remember that kid not even think it was like oh i am teaching th this boy that if he really wants to be a bad bad boy he got he got to do a smokes yes now this episode is very bright and heavy it is about Friends' influence on Brighton, Brighton trying to get out of getting in trouble. There's a there's a, a subplot which kind of dovetails in towards the end of Act Two of Ma Maxwell doesn't spend enough time with the kids. Oh yeah, so Maxwell meantime is very focused on he has to like get a composer and cast for a musical that he's showing in eight weeks that doesn't have any music yet. Yeah, that's no. Like <laughs> I've come in, I've joined the cast of plays that were opening in six weeks where I've had to replace someone to play like three or four different characters and they have a script and they have a cast like eight weeks are you kidding me that means he was getting donations in the pilot for a show that wasn't going to happen for another 10 weeks and he had nothing 10 weeks that's less than three months to mount and market dear god 
How do you have any money? So as you can imagine, he's under a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. And he's trying to cast a lot of people. Maggie has a zit on her face as well, which is a plot that is a through line very briefly and then stops being a thing. Yeah, it's the thing that Brighton is teasing her yeah. about when they come in to yell at each other and before the bad, bad boy talk. Yeah. Um, boy talk. And then later it's just something of like going to show that because Maxwell is so focused on getting this play out, has no idea what's going on with the no. children. So is it... Brighton that comes home with he has like a, a like a paper plane uh, and Fran takes it unfolds it and it's something about a carnival. Y- yes, uh, it's hey there's a carnival happening. Wouldn't it be fun for the kids to go? And Max was like, "Yep, you can take the kids." And Fran's like, "Well, no, you should. You'll be, be yeah, dad. Be a, be a dad time. Man. Be a father, you idiot." Uh, there's, there's a great line that Gracie has. Oh, it says right here, fun for the whole family. Wouldn't we actually have to be a family first? Dad's too busy. He doesn't have time to spend with us. Maybe Daddy's seeing other children. Which is so good, and the delivery was amazing. <laughs> Just sitting eating oranges. Maybe yeah. he's seeing other children. That kid is so good at playing that specific flavor of anxious. Yeah. So Maxwell is kind of just shoving it aside yeah. and not paying attention to them because he's focused on that. But then later, Brodin comes home and he's like, hey, um, uh, we're learning how to read handwriting. You should, uh, if you, I want to read your handwriting. Just go ahead and uh, write your name on a bit of scrap paper. Here it is. And Fran's too smart for this. I mean, because she's the one who even says like, gee, I don't suppose you'd want to analyze my handwriting. <laughs> well, and like, oh, she immediate, immediately, immediately yeah. knows that it is like, he holds out the slip of paper. She grabs it, yells, sucker. Brighton has no idea because he's never been fooled like this mm. before. Fran takes a note, and it's a note from the headmaster of their school because they go to a fancy school. Uh, and they got headmasters. Yeah. Uh, All the kids go to school in England and they have a 10-hour flight each way. And <laughs> that could also be it. Fran has a very easy job. Yeah. Kids are just in the air all yeah. the time. Anyway, it's a note from the headmaster that Brighton was caught smoking. Yes, it's a very rut row raggy situation. Yeah. And first Fran is like very angry. He's like, I'm going to go tell your father about this. And Brighton's like, no, you can't. And Fran's asking, why? Like, why would you even do this? Why do you think this is a good idea? And Brighton realizes, I learned it from watching you. You were talking about how cool this smoking smoker was. And I thought, ooh, I want to be cool and a bad boy. So I'm going to smoke two cigarettes at the same time. I don't think he actually smoked two cigarettes yeah. at the same so time. So then, like, it goes into a, like, yeah, go ahead and tell dad about how you uh, told me how great smoking was. But if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Yeah. Cut to Fran uh, obsessively, like, anxiously smoking to calm herself down, stressing about it. Uh, which I do think is a is a funny bit. As someone who grew up, my mom always smoked. She uh, quit. She quit after my sister was born. She didn't quit for any either of us. But for my sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saving quitting the life-altering uh, habit for a good kid to be born. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. These um, are practice kids. They're fine. <laughs> But growing up with that of people who always smoke being like, oh, never smoke, never smoke while smoking. Yeah. <laughs> just that got like just that hypocrisy, yeah. just a through line through it. 
Fran's stressing out about it. She's deciding, like, should I should I ask Mac tell Maxwell about this? I'm going to get in trouble. I should have signed the note. No, Niles points out that all the previous nannies always signed the notes. They never told Maxwell anything about what's happening. But she feels that she has an obligation to let him know what has happened yeah. because it's a big deal. Yeah, and she goes and she tries. Um, they're in the middle of finding a composer because, again, they don't have a composer for their musical and eight weeks. And they're seeing eight composers today, including one very nervous guy who I'm pretty sure was in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, he had like a couple, he had like three, maybe four lines. Uh, but she, Fran tries to explain, like keeps distracting herself to try to avoid. There's that great line where she's talking about the painting, how it really brings out the colours of the couch. And Yeah, well, they say Rembrandt goes with everything. <laughs> which got a laugh out of both of us. It was a really yeah. solid gag. Um, oh, and there was a bit before, so before she decides to tell Max one, she's like thinking, she's stressing about it. She's saying a lot of things and realizing like, oh, I'm talking like my mother. Yeah. And that was also a moment of her kind of, again, moving from, I have to be like a parental figure in this and realizing that talking like that makes her sound like her mother. Yeah. Anyway, so she tries to tell Maxwell his stuff, but Maxwell is too busy, and she's like, you're the nanny, you should handle yeah. this. is egging him on. He, like, gave, he gives her Kate Blanchett to take care of it herself. <laughs> yeah. And so then she proceeds to take that and yeah. take care of it herself. Yeah. Cut to the next morning, and uh, Maxwell has decided, like... Oh, actually, I am going to go to the carnival. Yeah, I Let's... cleared my schedule. Let's do it. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, it's also a great chance I can see Brighton's headmaster and cue Fran and Brighton both freaking Panicking. out. Yeah. Um, because that's a thing that they don't want to happen. But it mm. finally comes out of like, uh, Brighton was caught smoking and Maxwell is suddenly mad at first he like tells the girls to go away. Fran tries to leave and Fran has to stay. So, lots he... of lots of very great little... Yeah. Bits. And I have to say, Fran Drescher's performance in this as well, like playing the I'm tr- I'm trying to get away stuff. Yeah. So, like, she's such a... I, I don't think we give... And I say we, I mean the culture, the society. We don't give her enough credit for how good of a physical comedy actor she is. She is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's no wonder that she got to, like, co-create and exec produce her own show because she has such a... An almost like Lucille Ball-esque yes. kind of knack for knowing exactly what to do physically in the moment, as well as how to deliver a line. Yeah, and there's some bit of a Lucille Ball-esque thing. i show in a later bit, but right now they're having an argument. First, uh, Maxwell tells off Brighton for the smoking thing, dismisses him. Fran again tries to leave. Then he's telling Fran off, like, why didn't you tell me this? And Fran argues back of, like, I did try to tell you and you wouldn't listen to me. He was like, oh, well, I didn't know it was this important. But, like, you wouldn't listen to me saying it was important. He's like, this is your job to take care of the kids. And like, well, you're a parent. You should also be taking care yeah. of your children. And there's a bit of like her kind of arguing with him and then taking a step back of like, hey, do I want to get be fired twice in as many episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, how many times do I want to get let go from... Like, this would be the third firing in two episodes overall. Yeah. She does not get fired. She gets sent to her room. Yeah. Can you believe he sent me to my room? He is so adorable sometimes. And then we go to the auditions and... Uh, he's very angry. He's like, put, like doesn't want to see anybody. He's immediately throwing them out. He's saying, like, I know exactly what I want. I want a perfect... They're casting for the show now because I guess they found the composer. And casting's like, oh, I want uh, 
like a national treasure, someone who's immediately recognizable and beloved. Carol Channing walks out, which didn't work because Ben doesn't know who Carol Channing is, apparently. I didn't, I didn't recognize her, the name I know, but I didn't recognize her. Mm. I only knew she was a big deal because the audience hooted and hollered. Yeah, they, so this was their first, like, actual special guest, as opposed to Jimmy Marsden, who is only... <laughs> In an After effect special he, guest. Yes, he's yeah. He was yeah. Jimmy Marsden was added in post. Carol Channing <laughs> was was a, a guest from the moment she walked onto that stage. She gets out. She sings "Hello." Um, obviously she was going to lead into the Adele song, but Maxwell says next. F- Nanny Fine Fran walks out, and uh, Carol yeah, Channing's and then, like, and then she kind of has like her little like Carol Channing's like break a leg, honey. Is. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, fun little exchange between them. But then Fran comes out and uh, the music, like she tries to audition. So that's like the especially like the I Love Lucy moment. Yeah. Of, like I'm going to audition for the show now. Yeah. Which she didn't like. It's not actually that, but they do definitely play into that like I Love Lucy sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, let her do the thing. But then it, they come to discuss the the conversation they had over breakfast about how Brighton got caught smoking and the fact that Brighton did not tell on the nanny for her giving him the idea like Fran turned herself in yes and they come to the conclusion that well maybe he maybe Brighton like like, you're the first nanny that maybe he's connecting Mm -hmm. with since his mother died you know Maxwell also has a bit where he's talking about parenting and he says a bit of like he told him to jump off London Bridge oh I'm beginning to sound like my parents I I like that it was specifically London Bridge like they just changed it so it would be London Bridge which is London bridge the bridge that we walked on is that a different bridge is uh, there is a bridge? london bridge we didn't walk on london bridge but there is a london bridge in london i didn't know like i thought london bridge was just something that we'd be like oh, there's a bridge in london the, well it was a, a fantasy bridge there are many london bridges by which i mean bridges that are of london there is one bridge that is specifically london bridge we did not go on that we will one day uh right now let's go but uh no we we have not been on that one but it, i think specifically i think the reason he said London Bridge, it was not just to like make it British. I think it was, that is specifically the wording that his dad used. So yeah. that, again, that gives him and Fran something to bond over because they're both turning yeah, into their Yeah, and they're both parents. stepping into a parental role, which is a bit late for Maxwell, given that he's just, he, he has a 14-year-old yeah. daughter. You should have maybe been a parent earlier than this. Yeah, you do get the impression, really, that he just what he's a very unattentive parent. Like, yeah. oh yeah, the mother will deal with that. Oh, she's dead? Oh, uh, 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 fuck! Yeah, I, and he does say a bit about that. Uh, yeah. He says, like... His mother was the only one that could handle him. They had a special kind of relationship. He feared her. <laughs> and that gives Fran the idea... Fear. So where do they go? Oh, uh, they go to. Uh, well, first they do a bit of like, oh, we need to like call someone who really knows how to do that, and so Fran calls her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming all around of the parental thing, yeah. and then they go to a, the uh, nursing home. Yes. To meet uh, Fran's grandmother Yetta. Grandma Yetta, yeah. Who looks? If you've ever seen one of those memes that boomers use on Facebook of that curly-haired old like grandma in sunglasses and a tracksuit. Oh yeah, like it's, the greeting, like the Hallmark card yeah. lady. And she's always got some kind of sarcastic remark. This is who that character is. I thought basically. you were going to say she was a minion because of the Oh yeah, laugh. oh yeah, she's she a, if like... you've ever seen Boomers on Facebook, it's a minion. She's yeah. a minion. She's a minion meme. She's a tic tac in glasses. Uh, <laughs> just to kind of bring everything full circle to the previous episode. No, yeah, Grandma Yellow's kind of I don't know if this was the stereotype then, but it certainly is the stereotype now of like uh, you know, old kind of slightly jowly, big glasses. Mm-hmm. poofy slightly curly white hair tracksuit and they definitely like try to make her look as old as possible because i know it's also yeah. something of, 
like she's actually only a few years older than the woman who's playing Sylvia. Mm. Uh, she's playing Fran's mother. So yeah. her, she's only a few years older, so, but they definitely like they emphasize aged her up. making yeah. her look as old as possible and playing into like she's senile. Fran has to reintroduce herself and reintroduce like introduce everybody. She assumes that Maxwell is somebody and gives the joke for Brighton of like, oh, I haven't seen you since you were this big. I'm like, yeah. you've never you've met ne- No, you've not. <laughs> it, there's so many tropey, like grandparent or an aunt or uncle who hasn't seen you in a while jokes that come out of this scene that are immediately undercut with, no, that's not, it's not, that's not what's happening here. No. Uh, in a way that I found very enjoyable. But she's she's smoking a cigarette. Coughing constantly and like yeah. hacking up a lung. Uh, so then Fran introduced Brighton, but like Brighton uh, was caught smoking at school and yet is immediately like very like how dare you that's so dangerous and Brighton points out like you're smoking and again it's the thing of like people always telling you not to smoke while they themselves are smoking yeah. it's like me it doesn't affect I'm like a horse and then he goes to take Brighton to see one of her friends whose name I don't recall right I think now. it's Ethel Ethel yeah, sounds like a, an old lady Flem in a hairnet Flem in a hairnet and, and Brighton's like be, like being I want to say hauled away, but it's being led away by by Grandma Yetta, begging, please, no, I'll never smoke again. Oh, God, no. And the last joke is everyone else in the nursing home hearing that Maxwell has brought Babka? Yeah, Babka. Yeah. Blintzes are like crepes. Okay. There was a bit. They did have crepes. Yes. <laughs> crepes earlier. But, these but yeah, just a box babka. of babka. And then suddenly all these old people. And it's not shot like Dawn of the Dead, but it definitely feels it definitely like it aesthetically. Feel like it's something yeah. that, again, if that were made now, they would yeah. just lean into it. But yeah. It's actually weird because that's what the end cut is, is getting swarmed by a bunch of old people. And then they, they throw the bakery box so that all the old people will leave them yeah. and just devour the food. Roll credits. Yeah. That's the episode. <laughs> That's the episode. Um, it's the second episode, and it feels like the third episode in a way, because the first episode really does get the premise out of the way so quickly and then deals with her first mm-hmm. full day. And it's as you pointed out, it's weird that for the second episode, they went back to the friend might get fired well. And I do think they do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, in this I mean, first that's kind season. of just like the bit of will Fran get fired? And yeah. It's just the stress of like, oh, is she actually going to fit in here? Yeah. And. This is kind of happening here, particularly the, oh, Brighton does like you. And now she's establishing her place. Yeah. So I, my question to you is, did you think this was a good episode? I do think this is a good episode. I don't think this episode is as strong as the previous one. It's not as, like, full yeah. as the other one is. But, the like, the pilot had so much to introduce. Yeah. And the pilot had a lot that they had to do, and they did it very well. Yeah. Whereas this one, they got... They had more breathing room. They had more constraints. And I don't necessarily know if they did as much with it. Yeah, I, f- I do feel like the first episode, it felt like there was not a single line wasted. Whereas with this episode, we have the Maggie Zit thing that doesn't feel... It feels like it, it, that exists solely to kind of give Brighton's plot something to spark off of. And it doesn't feel like it really goes anywhere. I mean, it's also partly like not talking about a whole lot. Because I know like the last bit of it, it's like, you're like, oh, you look like Cindy Crawford. Because uh, so... Uh, Fran is doing all these like makeup techniques where she tries to give like a steaming, which steaming isn't going to make the zit go away, it's just to open the pores up yeah. so you can clear it. 
And she's like, oh, that didn't work. So well, she also mentioned she failed facials at the beauty yeah. school that she went um, to. She just fills it in like a mall, which is what I do when I get a visit yeah. that I can't do anything with. I'm just like, oh, you look like Cindy Crawford. And I'm like, oh, I look like somebody that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of referential humor in this episode. And being like uh, the Clinton bit was, uh, that was... I didn't inhale. Brighton yeah. said, that was his yeah, excuse for when he was smoking. Inhale. Got a big laugh from the audience. Yeah, and there was a lot of like people getting mentioned. There was something of like, Fran said that she's the worst nanny. And then she mentioned someone. I'm the worst nanny in the world. All right, Rebecca De Mornay, then me. I don't, I don't know. And this is the problem. Of, like, we are, yeah, we are 28 years removed from the references that they are making that were current when the show aired. And that's, that's one of the things like, I, know, I love 30 Rock. I know that if I were to introduce someone to 30 Rock in 15, 20 years time, even now, some of the references are dated. Yeah. And so I feel like referential humor has a shelf life. It's the only thing other than the fashion that really dates the nanny is when they do something that is topical. I feel like they're... I, I, I haven't seen a lot of I Love Lucy or the Dick Van Dyke shows. So I don't know how, how often they went to the topical well. It's hard to really know how much, at least when I'm watching something like I Love Lucy, to mm. even know what is a referential thing because so much of it goes completely over my head. Like, yeah. it's been 28 years, but it's still close enough that when... Brighton says the I didn't inhale. I do know what that is referencing. Yeah. I don't know if my siblings would know what that is. No, like, I, I don't know if the next gen, like, like 10 years from now, if anyone is going I to think, know what the hell that means. I think your younger brother might know it. I don't think your younger sister would, mm-hmm. would know. I don't think that's a reference. And like the perception of like what the Clintons are yeah. is entirely it's so different. So that's now. like yeah. not like that's not that's not the Clinton they would be yeah. making a joke over. No, now <laughs> now they would the 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 bit would be okay I smoked, but what about friends' emails? Like that's yeah. that's what they would do now. <laughs> Um, I do think it's a good episode. I do think this episode is a little flabbier than the first one. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're making a pilot, you have a lot of time to write the script, rewrite the script, yeah. hone the script, send the script and down. And you also know, again, you have much more constraints because you're doing so much. Yeah. And this is something of like, okay, well, now you just have to make it like, you, we're making a bunch of episodes because we're making a season of a show. Yeah. So. We just need to get them out. But I, I enjoyed it. You know, f- for its flaws, it's not as strong as the previous episode. Yeah, I but... think it's also something. So we are currently taping this the same uh, yeah. day that we did the first one. So as a comparison back to back, which the episodes weren't made for us to be watching them back to back. Yeah, like you, this, this is not a show that has been, again, shows in the 90s were not built to be binged. Yeah. And I, most old television shows are not built to be binged. I remember for uh, for an ex, for her birthday, I knew that she loved the show Bewitched, so I got her the complete Bewitched on DVD. And she got to around season five or season six, and they're just remaking episodes from the first two seasons, yeah. because even the concept of a rerun was not a thing when Bewitched was on the air. Yeah, so you might as well just do it. It was like, oh, well, they liked it the first time, do it again. Yeah, we'll just do the same thing again, because it may as well be new, because yeah. it's a diff- probably a different group of people watching it now than were watching it four or five years ago. Whereas now, HBO Max has the nanny at the time this episode is released, and by the time you've this episode has dropped, you could already have watched all six seasons of the show. Yeah, I hope not. I hope he did something else i mean i gotta sleep please. you do have to sleep please yeah but yeah i think it was pretty good would you like to talk about the fashion yes i'd love to jaunty music jaunty music jaunty music um, fashion 
fashion, 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 fashion. This is the music. Fashion. That's going to be the fashion, music. Fashion, fashion. Just do a remix. Fashion. Fashion, 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 fashion. There's a, I feel like there's a decent amount of fashion. They talked about it in the documentary for this that with all of the set dressing, they wanted to make sure that Fran's outfits always stood out. Yeah. It's clear in the first one they do like the big, like, here, it's more of a day-to-day wear stuff. Which yeah. There's a lot of jeans. There's a lot of jeans looks, which I feel like we don't... When we think about Fran's fashion, we don't think about jeans as much. No. But it's a lot of mom jeans, like very high-waisted. Looks great on her. She's got the figure for look. it, yeah. Um, a big poofy blouse and a vest. Yeah. Uh, it's always a vest, which is the first vest she has like all primary color stripes. Yeah. And it's a very short vest, like it goes like just under her bust. Yeah. Cuffs, her shirt, like it's the a color great is yellow, look. one cuff is green, one it's like it is loud. Yeah. All of it is very loud. Like she she starts off the episode, she's in like a plaid, which if anything, I feel like that's her playing and she's like, Oh, I'm being fancy. In her magenta plaid suit. Yeah. In a miniskirt. That's always... She's also always wearing a miniskirt. Yeah. I feel like there's something I wanted to point out about the pilot in that the outfit that she wears when she's knocking on the door with the the furry, like, cheetah pattern Mm -hmm. collar and the cuffs and everything is the outfit she's wearing in the animated title sequence. But in the show, it's black. And in the opening titles, it's red. Yeah. And I feel like that they changed it to red for the cartoon because... The, the song specifically, yeah, which I think that she's the lady. I mean, in- that's always something because this always bothered me about uh, the song because the line is she's the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan. They're not wearing tan; they're wearing blue. They're wearing navy. That's a. That could be tan. That could be a type. It's of not tan. It's blue tan. It's not tan. It's tan blue. It's blue. It's like they're not wearing. They're not wearing tan. They're wearing navy. Also, there was a, there was an outfit that Maxwell is wearing where it's kind of like it's like a black undershirt with jeans and like that long kind of oh, the long... open button green shirt with like pockets on pockets on pockets stacked down. <laughs> like he's wearing cargo shorts that have that have Pokemon evolved into a into a shirt into a very big shirt. And I think it's that look for Maxwell is so unusual because his his looks typically are like shirt blazer tie yeah pants, I, shoes. And they do go very uh, i imagine he wears socks as well i don't know i can't see uh sometimes they'll have like slightly more casual things like mm. they're like it's not out the main thing for them is like everyone else is in solids yes. they wear like a solid neutral colors and fran is wearing a lot of like bright primary colors yes yeah. like it's it's Semi, I feel like in like the the cultural idea, Fran, it's the the animal print yeah. stuff, and it's not even really that. It's almost like it's somewhat clown stuff. It's yeah. all of like bright, bright reds and blues and greens and yeah. yellows, and, stripey, yeah, lots of vests, squares, circles, <laughs> yeah, very geometric, yeah, and a lot of like fruit patterns yeah. of stuff. It's all very form fitting to her. And I feel like that's something of like how she doesn't get lost and how it doesn't look as much like yeah. a cartoon of that keeps it very nipped in at her waist. Um, and then having the big hair to kind of mm-hmm. balance everything out. But it's 
always a very like that's that's the time which i mean it's coming back around so yeah it's weird how because i remember watching this in the mid-2000s and it was a weird fashion look it was like it was interesting to see and some of it i like but also some of them like well this is dated yeah. but now it's been so long this stuff is coming back it's come back like, around again well yeah. now you look like a tiktok bitch yeah but yeah it, also <laughs> it's just your wardrobe as well like your wardrobe is not that far apart from yeah from the stuff that fran wears <laughs> I, I one one thing, and I don't, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but the morning that Maxwell comes down and he tells friend he's reconsidered and wants to go to the carnival, that's the morning he's wearing that kind of black undershirt and the open yeah, green that's shirt. That's he's being more casual. Yeah, open. he's being more casual. He's opening up like he's stepped away from the blazers and shirts and ties, and if that feels like a conscious decision to be like this character is opening up a little, and then that's not what he's wearing when they're at the audition again. Yeah. Which is, I, I thought that was a very interesting and, and, and good choice. Overall, yeah. So Benjamin, what are we going to watch next? The next episode we are watching is My Fair Nanny. Fran helps host a society tea to help Maggie fit in at school. But Cece, afraid that Fran will ruin everything with her wacky ways, tries to interfere. Mm, that's mm. going to be an interesting one going with a My Fair Lady motif I'm going to pretend that we haven't already watched this one four times in the last <laughs> month but uh, looking looking forward to watching this one paying attention to it and dissecting it so that is that is us for this episode thank you very much for listening thank you. Uh, if you are enjoying the show uh, do please let your friends and family know you can tweet about us you can post about us on social media tiny podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth so do help spread the word yes, uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter as out on her fanny Facebook is also out on her fanny our website is oofcast.com that is o-o-h-f Com. Yes. You can find me on social media. I am at Ben Patton. And I am on social media as Mandy Quesadilla. And that is your show for this time. Thank you for listening to Out on Her Fanny, a podcast about the nanny. And yes, we, we know, know it, it means, means vagina. vagina.